You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, yep. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Nicks. This is your host, Greg Poon. We, we sent Jake on vacation. We had enough with him. I'm sure you all have, too. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Big Baby David Mendelson. How are you doing today, Dave? What's up? Not bad, not bad. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, my brother Kenny is here as well. Kenny, how are you doing? How's I'm doing well. My my weekend was good. Um, I and I do appreciate big appreciate Big Baby David asking you how you're doing because you know I feel like the host doesn't get that often. They just ask people how they're doing and then they just get ignored. So I know. Nice yeah, job. Big, David's going to be getting Thanks. a lot of a lot of questions fed to him today. Mm-hmm. Setting them up with the alley oops. Tom, Tom's here as well. How are you doing, Tom? Greg, I'm doing well, and let's talk Knicks. So a lot has happened. Uh, Kevin Durant got injured. Kyrie's going to the Nets. LeBron is teaming up with Anthony Davis. But let's start with that last one because that's that's set in stone. Anthony Davis traded to the Lakers from the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and a lot of picks. A lot of picks. Which I lost. I, I literally, in my phone, I went to the tweet, and I'm not on it anymore. I, I have it open if you want. All right, yeah, read it. Yeah. Perfect. So, That's the alley-oop he was talking about before. So the Pelicans will get the following picks from the Lakers. The number four pick this year, a top eight protected pick in 2021. If that doesn't convert, it will be unprotected in 22. An unprotected swap in 23, the unprotected pick in 24, and an unprotected swap in 25. So... Uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. That's quite the haul. Tom, we'll, we'll let you lead. What are, what are your thoughts on the haul, first of all, by well, the Greg, Pelicans all, and by the Lakers? I never to jump all the jump into the basketball talk before all the, you know, the, the back and forth we usually have. I just had to get that theme song in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's, like, really our bread and butter. Yeah. People, <laughs> love, people that, love it. People love that theme song. But, uh I mean, the AD trade, um, it it really crystallized a few things. I know there was a lot of back and forth on Nick's Twitter about what the Knicks should be willing to give up uh, for a guy like Anthony Davis. He's he's probably a consensus top five player in the league. He's still young Mm -hmm. in his prime. Um, So he's going to fetch a lot, but we've been seeing a lot lately that these, that these, you know, all NBA caliber players haven't been getting that much in return. Kawhi Leonard was kind of a unique situation coming off his injury. But, I mean, there's some parallels to be drawn there anyway. The bottom line is, after seeing everything the Lakers gave up, there's no chance any intelligent Knicks fan would think uh, the Knicks should have even tried to match that offer. I don't even know that the Knicks had the assets to do it. But, I I mean, even if they did, I I don't know if you guys are going to debate me on this, but 
Like, there's just no way they should have tried to, to match that offer for Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's yep. that's that's quite the haul. The, the Knicks don't have the young players that the Lakers had. At least they haven't produced like mm. the Lakers players have to date. Um, and the picks, that's a lot of picks and a lot of swapping going on. And the Knicks are going to be bad. So we, we don't want to be giving up our picks at this current time. Kenny, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when the fir- the trade first came out, it's like, okay, that seems like a normal normal trade. And then I heard like three picks. It's like, okay, that's a lot. Like that's still like that's probably more than I would have offered already. And then I found out about about all the pick swaps, and it's like that's the next. I think they said six or seven years they control uh, the Pelicans control the Lakers uh, draft situation, um, and. LeBron's got an option in a couple years, and AD is technically a free agent. I know everyone's saying he's going to resign, and that's the report from from Woj. Uh, but until that's signed, you know, you can't feel a hundred percent confident that that's definitely going to happen. And if by some chance either of those players don't end up on the Lakers at the end of that that term, like those are very valuable picks. And you know, even to the extent that it's just LeBron. Anthony Davis was just on a team in the West with Drew Holiday, and you know it's not like he did much on that team to to get them out of the lottery. So regardless of what happens, unless it's they get someone else or something happens, and they have like a lot of long term players because they have no one else left on the team at this point, and that's I mean that's just a lot of draft compensation. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for me, it's uh, you know the Knicks didn't have these kinds of assets to offer other than having the number three pick this year to offer instead of four. That's the only real advantage they had over the Lakers. If they offered whatever the equivalent is, I think we'd be killing them for giving up seven years of, of draft selections. And yeah, the Lakers, it makes a little more sense for them because they're, they're on LeBron's clock. And they only have a couple years to maximize his prime. So it makes more sense for them to go for uh, the Anthony Davis trade and to give up this much. They're still going to get killed for it eventually, I think, but... Uh, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have made sense for the Knicks to pay this price now that we know what the price would have been. Yeah, yeah. And one big question I have is, who who were the Pelicans bidding against? Was it the Knicks? Because this offer is so much better than anything the Knicks could have possibly offered. All right, who, who the Lakers are bidding against? Yeah, and I thought the same thing, Greg. Like, yeah, who who was driving that price up? Because because yeah. the best New York could reasonably offer is nowhere close to that. And it's like the the Lakers kept Kuzma, but he's like the least, in my opinion, like the least impressive of those prospects, or at least has the the least upside of those prospects. He's the, he's the best shooter, worst defender of the batch. And that's fair. So from what I heard, the Knicks, the Knicks weren't really willing to budge on their offer, which was the three pick. I think either one or both of the Mavericks picks, and then one of their young players, and nothing more than that, which is a lot less than what the Lakers offered. So, and I, you know, I don't think that's a great offer. Like, if you really want to score Anthony Davis, you're going to have to offer more than that. Just one of your, you have to be willing to part with more than just one of your young guys. Maybe it's a case where the Pelicans weren't that high on guys like Knox or Frank or Dan Smith Jr. So it's like adding them into the mix wouldn't have moved the needle at all. But like saying that's the most the Knicks were willing to offer, it's a little concerning to me because it's like, 
are you just way too high on your own players at this point? Because like the the picks are the part that you don't want to give up if you're if you're the Knicks. The the present players on the roster, like they certainly have potential, but they shouldn't be holding you up from trying to complete the Anthony Davis deal. And I mean, then this was these were early reports, so I don't know if that's the first offer and the Pelicans were just like, well, the Lakers have already offered way more than that, so we're just gonna go down that road. But like in any event, it doesn't really matter because what the what the Lakers offered was just so much more than anything I think the Knicks should have been willing to offer. So Yes. Yeah, the only team I can think of that might have like been in the mix still is like I don't know, were, was Boston really trying to get in on it and were were the Pelicans like gonna hold out for Tatum if they didn't get this offer from the Lakers? Yeah. Like that's like the you only other how... team I can like think of that was close. And you gotta wonder how much the the Celtics were willing to offer after Rich Paul just yeah. came out and said he's he's only gonna be there if if the Celtics trade for him he's only gonna be there for one year and that that seemed like specifically a message that was just like don't bother like whatever yeah. you're gonna trade for him take half of that and offer that and then exactly. he's just yeah. the Lakers yeah. and you think that would drive down the the value of Anthony Davis on the market right so like the Bo- Boston's not competing. <laughs> for that trade. And, and it's like the Lakers still gave up a ton, but at the end of the day, like, like David said, they're in win now mode. So like where they are is completely different than where the Pelicans are, who are completely in a rebuilding mode. So, I mean, I really do think it's good for both teams. And it's also good that the Knicks stayed out of it at this point from based on what we know. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I could possibly think of that might've driven the Lakers offer up was the whole, the Pelicans owner saying that she'd trade him to the Lakers over her dead body. So, like, that's the only thing that I'm like, maybe that they had to blow her away. Otherwise, they weren't going to make the trade. Well, so, and Kenny, and that was kind of my thought process, too, is, like, so the Knicks weren't willing to part with their with all their young guys to try and, like, I don't know, tempt the, the owner who clearly didn't, reportedly didn't want to do a deal with the Lakers at all. Um, that I guess that's what made it surprising to me, those reports that the Knicks wouldn't part with their young guys. It's like you're you're dealing with an owner who has limited options, especially given her relationship with Lakers management. So uh, that it's strange to me that the Knicks weren't willing to go above and beyond and, and offer up all of Knox, Mitch, and and Nilakina. I'm not saying that like <laughs> that, that would have even got the got it done, but um, But offer it. Just but, say, hey, you can have this. But offer it. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of Knicks fans are, are just, like, thrilled that they are not mortgaging their future for, for one star. And, yeah. and there would have been some potential for Anthony Davis after one season where it was only him to, to want to leave in his during his free agency, right? It's not a situation where the Knicks have a LeBron-caliber player in place to really, like, keep AD. And yeah. you, you wonder if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt, how much that might have changed the calculus. Yeah, I agree. And I think we, that's, that's the perfect transition. One of the reasons we probably weren't in the mix, because well, putting aside the fact that we didn't have a good offer, because we're going to be bad next year. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you guys. We've, we've been convincing ourselves for quite some time that we were going to get Kevin Durant, team up with Kyrie Irving, and we were going to be very good next year. And I, I, I'll be a... I'll be honest. I was seventy-five percent sure that was going to happen. I was. I was very confident. I yeah, still, I convinced I, myself. I was more. I was more than seventy-five percent sure. I still think we're getting Kevin Durant. But let's yeah. talk about it. Kevin Durant, NBA Finals Game Five, plays 
12 of the first 14 minutes, coming back from a calf injury that kept him out a month. Tears his Achilles on on a move at the key, at top of the, at the not the top of the key, the wing at the key, and he is out for next season. So, but he has a team option for thirty-one million dollars or so with a war or a player option to stay with the Warriors for thirty-one million dollars or so, or he can opt out and pursue a max, which would pay him about thirty-eight million in year one plus whatever for the next. Three years. So, Tom, Kevin Durant's still getting that offer? Yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of teams still willing to give KD the full max. Um, are the Knicks one of them? I I think so. I think I think it makes sense for Knicks to make the, the full offer and to just tank again next season, have another top three, hopefully, you know, top three, top four pick in next year's draft. And, and maybe you can flip that for something depend. Maybe, I mean, there's always going to be a disgruntled superstar somewhere along the way. So um, yeah, I, I think for me, if I'm the Knicks, I do offer that full max. And, and that may be a controversial statement to some saying offering a 30, he'll be 32. I think the next time he plays basketball coming off of an Achilles injury. Um, but it's Kevin Durant. He's a, Top easily, he's a top ten player of all time, right? He's he's really a remarkable guy, and even before he got injured in that game, playing on that clearly hampered calf, he was three for three from behind the arc. He had eleven points. And he's he's a huge reason they even won that game and pushed it to a game six. Uh, so I, I mean, there were a lot of people criticizing his toughness, his heart, and all that, but I think he laid a lot of that to bed, and and really his public perception probably went up a great deal, unfortunately, as a result of this injury. I'm sorry. It's, you know, unfortunate it had to come to that, but um, yeah, I, I think, I don't even know if he's going to be looking to move. If he's going to take this player option, just take the 31 million and, and make, and push the kick the can down the road and make the decision next year. I don't know. Cause he could still garner a full max after next year, potentially. Right. I think there are gonna be teams to do that. I'm curious to your guys thoughts though. Yeah, and then one one thing I just want to say before that is because uh, a lot of people were calling Durant soft for for not playing in in game games one through four. Basically, like it's just a calf, you know. Where's this guy? I don't want to name names, but the host of this pod, not tonight, but usually was was saying this. This guy might be a little soft, and, and then he comes back and he shows that he was actually very injured. Yeah, and there were. I sent this to you guys later, but there were other reports that like the there was some internal grumbling from the Warriors players themselves because you know Clay Thompson, Demarcus uh, Cousins, Andre Iguodala, and Kevon Looney were all playing through injuries, and like there were there were grumblings, and I don't know. Again, I wasn't part of the conversation, but you know you don't know how deep that went, and you know how how serious that that was, but like. It's it's tough to see that and then see him go out there and like try to risk it and, and get injured like that. And you guys I've said it to you guys before, I've said it on this podcast before. I've kind of two two phrases that I, I live by. One is it's easy to walk away from another person's money when you think someone should take a discount. The other is it's easy to play through someone else's injury. Cause you know, it's easy for us to sit back here on the podcast and just be like, Well, it's a calf strain, like he's been out for a month. How injured could he actually be? And this is the NBA finals. And then this happens and it kind of really puts things in perspective. And you wonder like, 
is this going to have any impact on that in the future or are people just going to be still kind of have that that you know monday morning quarterback situation but in any event it's it's not ideal it's bad for the knicks it's bad for it's it's not great for the nba to be honest with you but it is what it is at this point david i'll give you a layup question where's kevin durant where's kevin durant signing (laughs) so (laughs) i was about to say uh to to answer tom's original question and now your your new question uh i i have i think he's ultimately like re-signing with golden state for the max that said as far as the Knicks situation, if he still wants to come here, uh, he'll take a max and come here, give it to him. Because even if he's never quite the same, if he's like 80, 85% of what he's been, that guy's still a max player, even in his thirties. And yeah, like, like we were saying, you kind of just reset for a year. You have two max slots. You can also use the other max, just like trade for a couple other teams, bad contracts and take another pick on all that kind of stuff. That's what the Hawks are doing now. Um, so, Dave, what, I, what I'm wondering is, what was it about this injury you think that would have um, persuaded KD? Because I, I think a lot of us thought he was coming to the Knicks, that he wanted to be with the Knicks. Right. Then he suffered this injury, and now you're thinking that he wants to go back to Golden State and sign a full max there. Well, I mean, in my mind, part of it is that the fact that the Warriors lost bolsters his case that the Warriors needed him all along, right? That that the detract Katie's detractors were all saying he was just a luxury. They were the 73 win team with, without him and they didn't need him to win these titles. He just made it unfair. And then, uh, I mean, granted there were several other injuries during these finals against the Raptors, but the fact that, you know, Katie played in call it 14 minutes of one game and they end up winning that one. Um, and then they, they, they lose many games without him uh, in, in mm-hmm. pretty dramatic fashion. So, I don't know, do you think that there's a, the fact that he feels a little, like, exonerated making this decision going to Golden State? Like, they really do need him to win titles, and that's the reason that he would stick around there? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's kind of a combination of a couple things. It's what you said where he feels that, you know, his decision has – it was correct originally back in 2016. They do need him in order to be, you know, the team they are. But also, I think you know, he's going to be out a whole year. I guess, he's going to likely want to recover with people he knows. Because like, imagine like coming to the Knicks, who are known for just every bad decision. You're going to put them in charge of your career-altering recovery. Like, yeah, I guess the, the, the pushback on that would be, like, this is the medical staff who clearly wronged him, right? Like, they they cleared him to go. He obviously wasn't ready. Uh, so so does that taint his relationship with the Warriors and make him distrust their, you know, the way they rehab? And, yeah, that's a good and one, of, one other point, I think, is that, you know, New York City hospitals are – and all of the specialists that he would go to are also generally in New York. I think he flew to New York to have his uh, surgery. So he had the surgery here, right? Yeah. So to the extent that that's the case and that's the medical team that you trust, then maybe, maybe you trust them a little more, but I, you know, I, I've, I've gone back and forth on this question and kind of where he might end up. And, you know, something Tom said earlier kind of triggered me in a little bit is like, if he, he can exercise his contract and then sign a four year extension next year, like the normal mm-hmm. way that, someone like LeBron has handled that was to sign a one and one. And then if you wanted to extend, he could do the, a longer extension, but here, because he's injured, I don't think any team other than the the Warriors would be willing to offer him a one year deal to do that. 
So, I mean, maybe that is more of a possibility than uh, I kind of initially thought. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think, I think the Knicks are going to, are going to offer him the full max and maybe he comes here. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. But Ken, yeah. do you think that his injury would um, like has changed the terms here? Like, is there, like, I know you thought he was going to come if we yes. offered him the full max. So, so what I was, I mean, what I was saying, like if he, if he wanted to come to the Knicks and he, he could do a one and one and then opt out and then do a longer extension um, after the first year. Mm. Now he, no one would offer him a one and one because he's not going to play that first year. So if he wanted, if he wants to just kick the can down the road, like you said, and then, then take a four year deal at the end, maybe he does that. It does change the calculus a little bit. It's just that he's not going to play next year. So maybe that's not an option. He's not picking me. He's not picking up that option. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him picking the picking up the option. Like, yeah, why run the risk of coming back if any of in a year either not having not played in a year or he came back played like a few games in whatever series. Yeah, and then it turns out he like really doesn't look the same, and now nobody wants to give him that like huge contract anymore. Yeah, next next off season, if he picked up the option, a team could be like. Show me what you got before we offer you this contract. Whereas right, right now, it's, it's I mean, what would, well, yeah, what would change between now and then if he doesn't play at all next year, which they said he's probably not going to? What would change between now and then? And, and actually, have a year to, to get healthy, and then he could actually move. And like in the offseason, they'd be like, work out for us and show us that you can play basketball, and then we'll offer you a contract. Well, no, but, I mean, <laughs> no, but we're saying that team is offering him the max right now this yes. this summer yeah i agree right and so if you're doing that why would your decision then change next summer because he has the full year to recover and then you would actually be able to see what he's done in the recovery yeah. you would be able to see how it's gone like david said yeah. he may come back at the, at the very end of the year play a game or two in a series and you'll, you'll see what he actually is at that point I don't think in actuality, like anything changes as far as what teams are going to offer him or not. But like, just like theoretically, I don't think he he, he can he and his you know group is going are going to let him run that risk anyway. Even though I don't think any team's actually going to feel differently in a year, but why run the risk of that even entering their minds? I guess is what is what where I'm seeing that from. And then you're also adding. That last year, he's a year older, and even at the end of this current contract, he'd already be thirty-four. But now, yeah, but, that, but then 35. every year, like at least in that last year, he'd be playing for the money you pay him. Versus this year, when you offer him a full max, he wouldn't give you any value on the court, and he'd still be getting that full that full year of max money. That's true. But I'm just saying, if he has a year to recover, and he doesn't recover. Then people I mean, are going to be like, "Here's your max." I, well, I mean, I don't know that there's any like. There's been players who have had this injury and who have come back, and like, I don't know if there's a situation where he is just so bad at the end that it just doesn't. He doesn't warrant a max, right? I mean, like the closest would be Boogie, but like, I, I feel like Boogie's situation is a little different. He's a different player. He was. He's never been on a winner. He's not the same kind of level at as uh as durant but like i i just don't see a situation where like i could see him being a diminished player but i don't see a situation where he's so diminished that someone's not willing to offer him the max next year 
And, and I should be clear, I don't think he's necessarily going to pick up his option and play for the and like be on the Warriors this upcoming season. I don't think it's an impossibility, but like it's also making seven million dollars less this year if he does that compared to getting the max. In year one of the max, he'd be making yes. like thirty-eight mil next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that definitely factors in. Um, it, it's it's hard to get in his head at this point, but uh, I'll get in his head and say that he's not going to pick up the option. But then, what is he going to do instead? He's going to sign a four-year or five-year max. I don't know where. I think with the Knicks, I think he's going to sit out the year, red shirt. We'll get him on the tip. The Spurs, Tim Duncan. Process. David Robinson got injured for a year. Spurs tanked, picked Tim Duncan, and they were the greatest team ever until last year. So it's a good play. We'll have a twenty-year run starting, not this season, but next season. We'll be good for twenty years. Don't hate it. it. And I'm with Tom. I don't. I don't necessarily think that that's a possibility, but I think it's more of a possibility than you think it is. That he he picks up the option. I think. I'll say there's a zero percent chance of that happening. All right. I think it's a better than zero percent chance. But even so if it I doesn't know. happen, that doesn't mean there was a zero percent. Uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> I'd say it does. Yeah. If he just doesn't do it, then we will never know how close he was to doing it. All right. So so let me only, there the only years thing we'll know for sure. Out. The only thing we'll know for sure is if he does do it, and then we'll know you're wrong. Yeah. No one else here will 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 we know if they're wrong or not. <laughs> That's the it's the breaks of the game. I'm the host, and you guys are all wrong, except for you, David. <laughs> what? Yes. Ready? Last last Durant question. David already answered this one. He's saying five year max Golden State. Kenny, what's he signing and where? I think he's doing a four year max with the Knicks. Tom, I think he'll do. I think he'll do a four year max with the Warriors. I do. If he's going with the Warriors, it's got to be a five-year, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have doesn't have to be a five-year, like, but it would just make more sense if it wasn't yeah. a five-year because that's the more money. And you're not at the end of the contract. He wouldn't be signing. He wouldn't be getting more than he would at the, in the last year. Yeah. Idea. Or maybe he would. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe he becomes bionic. You yeah. don't know. There's all yeah. sorts of crazy. So Tom. So we got a two and two Warriors against Knicks because uh, I'm four year Max Knicks. I definitely, uh, uh, <laughs> I definitely don't think like Katie the Knicks is dead, but I, I just I think it's like 70 percent Warriors, the rest Knicks. I think those are the only two teams really, right? No and, one else. Yeah, uh, and can I ask, uh, Greg? You're the the salary cap guy. If they, if the Golden State Warriors give a max to Clay Thompson, do they have any more space to do anything else? Right now, I think they're at about 120 if you include Durant's option, which I think is a good proxy for for uh, what Clay would end up making next year. No, they they, they won't. They'll- so they have to sign Clay. They they'd have to they they have no reason not to offer Clay and Durant the max unless they're not offering Clay the max. Exactly. They could, the only thing they could do is sign Looney to whatever they want to sign Looney to, pretty much. Maybe yeah. Jordan Bell if he's a free agent. Yeah, as I understand it, they can yeah they can sign both of those guys. They can keep pretty much whoever on their team, but then next year they, they'd have to let Draymond walk, which 
they're probably fine with. They just have to. I mean, they could keep Draymond too, but they just have to pay like two hundred million dollars in luxury tax alone. That's true. Or something. It gets really funky. But like Jake said, they're opening a a new stadium in San Francisco, which is just going to be printed money. Because I mean, you're not just making money from the NBA games; you're making money from concerts and WNBA games. Yeah, I mean, it is possible that this injury kind of reallocates Durant's priorities a bit, and maybe like that fifth year of security is going to mean more to him now than it did previous to this injury. So, if if the Warriors do indeed offer the five year max, like that could be. Uh, I mean, that's where the injury could be kind of a turning point in this, I think. And I, not to turn this to talking Warriors for a second, but I think the Warriors are in a pretty pretty tough spot because because of the situation where if they offer Clay a max, which presumably they will, they can't do anything else unless it's re-signing their own players. So they pretty much have to keep Durant. And that, then if you have both Clay and Durant not playing next year, like are they still a playoff team or are they on the fringe there? Where are they? Warriors get the number one pick in the NBA draft next year. Then Clay and Durant come back. You got Curry, number one pick, Clay Durant next year. Wow. That's crazy because that's what's going to happen. So it's like to be a Knicks fan. I mean, if if Durant really were to sign with the Knicks, uh, say a four year max starting next year, um, he'd have to have like some assurances that, that the Knicks are going to get somebody else, right? Like, he's not going to want to just come back and just be the only guy there. That That's really risky for him. Yeah, so that's a good point, which it's like half transition. We'll still talk to Rant, but I want to bring this up. The plan was, in my head at least, and I'm sure in a lot of people's heads, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving teaming up together with the Knicks. And now it's reports are saying that Kyrie may be leaning to the Nets. Itch. Maybe the Durant thing factored, Durant injury factored into that, but it seems it's kind of sounded like that even before Durant got injured. I, I, I might think I, I don't. I don't really. It was yeah, a, it very close in the timeline. So, what, what do you guys think of that? Because honestly, even before this season started, there was Durant or there was Kyrie to the Knicks rumors, and I was I was sold by. It. I'm going to say they, they're probably just going to get Kawhi and win the championship next year, and then Durant will come in and they'll win the championship the next year too. So that's that's my plan. Um, I mean, a, plan. A, a, a plan B, I think, if, if they can't uh, convince Kawhi to come, then like maybe even just throw a bunch of money at Kemba, let him come in. Because like what we learned this year is you don't have to be the worst team in the NBA to get a top – three pick and you know it's kind of a crapshoot at this point so let Kemba come in maybe they fight for a a low playoff seating and if they don't make it then they have a a shot to get a a top pick and then Durant comes in the next year and you have the two of them plus uh plus all the young guys still around them so that that would be my general thought process can I say this to you you think sure. adding Kemba to this Knicks team has them fighting for anything at all? <laughs> I mean, Kemba last year on a bad Charlotte team was fighting for the playoffs. It wasn't think- this bad, though. It wasn't this bad. I, well, I think Kemba, Barrett, Kemba you're, still, uh, you're still getting a good lottery pick. We have R.J. Barrett now, guys. That's good. He's, he's going to be our best player, for better it or worse. It is good. 
on on previous recent podcasts, we were speculating that whoever we draft would not even play a season with the Knicks. Um, this whole changed at all. It's looking no. more and more like RJ Barrett will be a Nick, and I, that's ex- me. I me. I I I like I, I like RJ pretty easily. So one it, and now it's looking like whoever the Knicks draft will be the best player on their team from day one. Kinda is well, that true? I mean, I think they they're still going to try to get I, I, someone yeah. in free agency. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'm just saying, and, like at this. The exact point in time where they're drafted before free agency starts. Yeah, yeah, that's probably Nick the case. Rob might still be a more effective player. Who than RJ Mitch. Barrett day one, but maybe not. A oh, Mitch Rob. Yeah, I mean, but do you guys think Frank is the best player? I I still Kenny, do. These guys have been ripping me for forever. Kenny, Kenny does honestly. I thought Frank was as good as Don. Secret is I like Frank. I like we all Frank. we all like Frank. We all want him to be good. Yeah, no, go. realize that he's not as good as we want him to be. Yeah, Frank's not be. even the best player in whatever room he's in right now. I don't know where he is. Here's your guys' fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day: Frank is currently the highest paid player on the Knicks. Joe Kim Noah is actually making more money than him this year, but Frank's on the Knicks. Is that right? Stretch Joakim is the highest paid player on the roster right now? No, he gets, only at he gets, he gets no, 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 but only at like six million. Yeah, because he gets the six, right? I think they paid him the whole amount, but it's cap. Yeah, as far as cap space, he's getting six million. Yeah. He, he counts for I six thought, million. I thought, did they cut Lance Thomas yet? They oh, yeah, waived him. His uh, his gar- they said they were. They're his, gonna. Yeah, his guarantee is only one million. He's on the book for seven. But it's guaranteed for one. They cut them before June thirtieth. Then they, it's all off the books before free agency starts. And while we're talking about Lance Thomas, I don't know if you guys kind of saw this, but uh, I think their their whole thought is they're going to try to buy him out and uh, or I don't know this was speculation, but buy him out and then pay him like an extra three million dollars. So like, it seems like a good deal for him because he'd be making the I mean, same amount of money. A little extra money. Yeah. What? You, what? Oh wait, it's non guaranteed, so it's not a buyout. Never mind. Disregard. Lance Edit this Thomas, post. Lance Thomas has one million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, they wave. Yeah, him. yeah. Buy that out. There's there's no reason to give him any money more than. Yep, you're right. Dollars. I was okay. misinterpreting that. All right, we'll edit it in post. <laughs> there will be no editing done. Um, so I guess my next question would be like, it, say the Knicks don't get Kevin Durant, what free agency targets? Are you looking at? We said Kemba. Is there anyone else that the Knicks should be considering? Like, I mean, I think we're still you're still trying to get Kyrie. I mean, you're not convinced that he's going to the Nets. You can't be. You can't be. You just can't believe that. But I mean, it sounds like it's possible. A lot of people reporting that it may be closer, close to done. But Kyrie's crazy. Gotta try. Same same people as before. Kyrie, Kemba, KD, and. Uh, who was the last one? Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the that's the new wrinkle in the plan. If if Kyrie goes there, they're saying D'Lo is probably gone. Like, do we want to take a shot at him? I Jake don't know. loves Jake loves D'Lo. Jake loves him too much, though. Like, I like him, yeah, but I, I really like, I love D-Lo. Him like Jake. I'm not in love Jake with does. him. Yeah. yeah. 
He posted uh, some good numbers on a playoff team. Yeah, like I'm not giving him a max, but like if the price is right, maybe I'd I'd, I'd uh, take that shot. He's getting a max somewhere, right? He's like 23 He's or something. He was an all star this year, right? Made all star yeah, team. Made his first all star team. Someone. Yeah. I wouldn't be livid if it were us. If it was the I max, think would, doing, I, guess. I think if it was the max, it might be livid. Uh, I guess I also don't actually know what the max would be in my head for him. I, guess, I don't know either. You're right. Because I know it's like different with age and yeah. whatever else. So in my mind, I, I'm not mad about it, but uh, show me the actual figures, and I, I maybe I would be. So what do you what do you what do you guys think the Knicks are going to do? You think they're going to try to win next year, or do you think they're just going to punt? Like, are we going to be are we going to be trying to acquire bad contracts? Are we going to be signing Chris Middleton? Are we going to be signing Durant and redshirting him? What's going on, David? I think I think they're still going to go for KD. If he wants to come, you sign him. I think no matter what, they're going to try to be bad next year. I guess if they convince another guy to come with KD, you know, they know KD will play the next year, then, yeah, you run that and you will be mediocre next year, fight for a playoff seed if it's like Kyrie or something and whatever. Or they'll sign KD, punt on this year, take in a couple bad contracts, get more picks whatever else you're going to do uh, and try to get, have that top lottery pick next year and whatever else and see what the free agency and disgruntled star situation is in, uh, in 12 months. All right. Caddy. So, uh, yeah, I think the plan a is still to get the best players on the market. Um, and to the extent that that's KD and he doesn't play next year, that's fine. To the extent that, you know, if they're able to convince uh, Kyrie or Kawhi or Kemba to come, that'd be that'd be cool, um, and I'd be fine with that. And to the extent that they aren't able to get those guys, I think then you shift into, you know, signing the, to the, the Philadelphia J.J. Redick model where you're just signing pretty good players to very lucrative one-year contracts and trying to kick the can down the road and then – uh, like David said, trying to take on bad money to to get some more assets. Yeah, and one thing you one thing you said there that I forgot is Kawhi Leonard. I was gonna say that's the second time he's mentioned Kawhi, oh. and we kind of just glopped over it the first time. Like, oh, yeah. think there's really a chance of Kawhi getting there. People have been reporting that they're going strong after him. I mean, obviously, every single team is going to be going strong after Kawhi Leonard. So. Does he want to be with the Knicks? I mean, the, the report has been for this season that the, the Clippers are the favorite for Kawhi Leonard to the point where I think I read that the Clippers are like the third favorite to the win the NBA championship next season. It's like the Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers. So who knows? I mean, but if if Durant is injured and he's out for New York, how different is the plan really if we get Kawhi? And Kyrie instead of KD and Kyrie, like we were originally planning. It's not. It's not that different. I mean, maybe we're maybe we should still have the same optimism that we had two weeks ago. Yeah, I think if some like non Knicks fans heard you say that, they would just just ridicule the whole <laughs> <laughs> mentality. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting KD anymore. It's, it's Kawhi and, and Kyrie now. Like we're good. Yeah. So I think that the only difference really is all of the. 
the noise about Kevin Durant going to the Knicks and like that basically being a done deal and it being a kind of a, a an uphill battle to sign both Kyrie and Kawhi at this point. So like that's the only difference, but like that should still be the goal, I think. Like I mean, has there been any noise that Kawhi is interested in signing with the Knicks? I haven't heard that at all. I'm also he's coming Carter. He's coming oh. off a title with the Raptors. Like, does he not want to try and run that back, even doing like a one and one in I Toronto? Think, so I think there was some weird comment in the post game where like they asked him about what the deal was, and he said something along the lines of like you guys know what my list was when I, when I left San Antonio, like I haven't been thinking about it since then. I've just been trying to, to think about basketball and didn't really address it. But like that first part of it is kind of, kind of sketchy. So and like, I know big, big baby David said, Chris Carter, NFL great reporting that Kawhi to the Knicks is a thing. So that's true. Yeah. Keep that in mind. He's, look, he's boys with Kawhi and he says it's possible. So, I take his word as gospel. <laughs> I do too. I take David's word as gospel, and he takes his word as gospel. It's like a tele- game of telephone. Quiet of the Knicks. Damn, done. Let's get Tom, our man. Tom, what are you thinking? You, you think this is crazy? You, you, Tom, I, I, you I, believe I that Kawhi isn't coming to the Knicks for some reason. <laughs> I just I can't imagine Kawhi going from winning a title to going to this Knicks team and like objectively next year, they'll just be bad. They'll just be so bad. Like it, it would be very surprising to me if, if Kawhi came to New York. Um, I've kind of gone full Knicks pessimist though, at this point where I just, I just think I mean, it's not even that much of a pessimistic outlook. I just think it's going to be a slow rebuild in a traditional way, not through free agency, but through draft and hopefully through some player development. I think there's some solid talent, in New York right now that it just, it has to be developed and it has to be brought to the surface. And you, you include RJ Barrett, you include next year's first round draft pick. Um, there's going to be a lot of young talent on this, in this core. So I, I think that's going to be the route that it goes and that free agency won't play as much of a factor as we hoped slash thought originally. Tom, one thing I can, you go ahead. So just one counterpoint to the whole, like, you don't see him uh, winning a championship and then just being like, whatever. Kawhi's a weirdo. And, like, he forced his way out of San Antonio, and he's just a weird guy. So I think he could could just Um, be unpredictable and do whatever the hell he wants. Well, I think he lost trust in the training staff there who who tried to rush him back from his quad injury. And, like... After that relationship was busted, he had no interest in coming back and joining the team. Even once he reportedly was on the healthier side, he didn't want to risk his health for a team that he thought didn't have his best interest at heart. So, and we've seen through this KD thing that like we should kind of err on the side of the the players listening to their bodies a little bit um, versus rushing back. So, I don't blame him for wanting to be out of San Antonio if that's really how he felt. And then. Uh, I don't know. I think Kawhi just wants to win basketball games just based on all the interviews I saw afterwards and the little that we know about him. So I, yeah. I would, again, be very surprised if he came to New York. I hope I'm wrong. I would be the first one to buy a Kawhi jersey on the Knicks, but I, I'm not holding my breath for it. But there's one thing you're forgetting, and that's Apple Time, Apple Time. Apple Time, Apple Time. Boy, man gets paid. 
One thing I'll say about running it back with the Raptors <clears throat> after the championship is they win that championship. I mean, we all saw what happened. I mean, we all know that they're all like, F the haters. We clearly won the championship and we have the, the trophy, but they know what it took for that to happen. So, do they, do they believe they're going to win the championship again? They made it to Prob- Probably, but like, they shouldn't. They made, it the, yeah. they made it through the East. They beat they beat Philly and and uh, Milwaukee, and then they beat a crippled Golden beat, State team. Then they beat the Knicks in the finals, essentially. It, gives, it does give the Knicks hope, though, doesn't it? Yeah. We know that, that if the Knicks were in the finals, they could win at least one game. Yeah. With a hobble oh. Durant. Terrible. Uh, well, this... Uh, this conversation made me sad. <laughs> Sorry, man. So, I think that was inevitable. Yes, it was. We needed. We all needed to get this out. We've all had high hopes on free agency playing a key role, but Tom I mean, has enlightened me that it will not, and life will continue. And that's okay out. too. So one, uh, I mean, one more point. It sounds like you're you're getting ready to wrap up. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, do we want to talk about any more about the draft, which is rapidly approaching? I have another hour of material planned. Oh, okay. No, I, I mean, we can if you want, but we I mean, can also just, separate that. When is it? It's like Thursday or something? Yeah, Thursday. I know Jake will want to go live for that actual thing. Maybe we could do something before, or we could do it right now. But I think yeah. Jake would have an opinion on it. We can wait for Jake. I mean, he's probably the reason that Kevin Durant got injured and won't be on the Knicks next year, but we can wait for him. Shots fired Jake, there, but uh, Jake is a trainer on the on the Warriors in his in his spare time. So. Jake went viral. Kevin Durant saw it, went around, listened to a bunch of stuff Jake was saying, heard him, heard Jake call him soft, and decided to go out there and play. This is Bet. getting reckless. <laughs> reckless speculation. <laughs> we all, we're all going at each other's throats now. This Kevin Durant's tearing us apart. Even as far as the draft goes, though, is there really? Anything interesting that can happen? Like the Knicks are going to take Knicks, RJ Barrett here, like, and now they're not going to—they're not going to trade him for anything because there's there's nothing. Yeah, happening. there's nothing worth I mean, RJ Barrett. I don't think at and this that's, point. And that's true. And I mean the other the other speculation was the possibility of a trade down, which you guys talked about on previous episodes. Is just them kind of kicking the tires on that. But now, even without Durant, there's no reason to to trade down for two lesser pieces to surround Durant. Because he's not going to be there. Right. Yeah, you're not drafting for fit. You're drafting for anything resembling talent at this point. So, yep. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think that uh, we'll do a live thing. I'd imagine on draft night. I just think it's going to be really boring. So don't listen to it. <laughs> um, it'll be fun. We'll, the next analysis will not be interesting. The rest of it will be fun because we we like basketball. Yeah. So we'll, we'll comment on talking about it. Yeah, I guess there's always a chance that like. There's some guy in like the twenties that the Knicks are just in love with, and they trade other picks for him, which I'm not in favor of. But it would be very Knicks to just give up a bunch of things that they don't really have to pick one dude. Yeah, we could we could talk about Taco Fall. I mean, you could see the yeah. Knicks trade in Frank for Frank for the Spurs pick, and then Frank being an All Star next season. That's very true. likely. I just love that you called him Fred. <laughs> I did. I thought it was just a little tongue slip, but uh, yeah. I think he called him Frank, and Tom's just 
Whatever, Fred. Hearing, I, guess. I guess you should start calling him Fred. One more thing that I wanted to tell you guys is it's been reported that Chris Porzingis is fully healed from his from the fight injury. or from the injury. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. Um, I also thought he was fully injured like three months ago, but now there's another report that says he's fully healed. So let's get him back. Let's undo the trade after everything that happened. I'll take so another. He's, he's a restricted free away. agent. Oh, there it is. Nice. We should. Let's give, we should. Yeah, we should offer him uh, our match. We should. We should offer him the exact deal we offered Tim Hardaway Jr. That's, that's a lot of money. Oh, it's crazy that Tim Hardaway Jr. is on another team and the Knicks were able to get rid of him. Man, I I wouldn't even want Porzingis if he came crawling back. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm mad on him now. Yeah, I wouldn't want Porzingis if we had to take Tim Hardaway Jr. back. No. What? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, yeah, if they well, offered you, you Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. for Frank, yes or no? Let's go around the horn. David. Uh, like right now? Yes, right now, right this second. Uh, so the, the rest of the world is the same as it is right yep. now. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Chris Epps for Frank. Uh, yeah, I think I still just want to take in. I'll take in bad stuff that'll give me more picks. All right, good. All right, I think I think we'll we'll wrap it up here. We've, we've got off base. <laughs> I think we might have around the horn. We might have started off base. I don't know. <laughs> I've lost it ever since you guys said Durant was picking up his option. Sure. <laughs> I'm, he's still he's still mad about that. No, I'm not. I'm over it. I apologize for my hostility. Any any final thoughts from anybody? Hope not. Nah, I'm good. I think we're let's all go, good. Let's go, go RJ Barrett. Apple time. Apple time. Apple time. Let's go RJ Barrett. Tom. My weekend was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tomorrow's when when this is coming out. It's going to be Tom's thirtieth birthday. So happy Ooh, birthday, Tom! Happy Everyone birthday, wish him a happy Tom. birthday on Twitter. Happy birthday, Tom! Let's go, Knicks. Mixed eggs.